Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to Top Stories, the Bugle's 15th anniversary podcast feed where we hack into our own archives and bring you the top story from a randomly but carefully selected week from the past 15 years. I am Andy Zaltzman, this is episode 2 of Top Stories, and it features episode 131 of The Bugle, as we go back to a classic Bugle moment and visit an actual rare piece of good news, albeit one that required some bad news first to then become good news. This is the story of the survival of the Chilean miners back in October 2010. Here's the 12 years younger than I am now me, and with me, John Oliver, who has not aged a day. Top story this week, shocking outbreak of good news news. <laughs> Andy, I can't remember the last time that we got to lead with a piece of unconditionally good news, something that could unite the world around an undeniably happy event. I can remember that time, John. Was, was it the last time that Sylvia Berlusconi got smashed in the face with a ceramic cathedral under? Uh, well, I think actually that might be it. I was thinking of uh, when George W. Bush slept in that helicopter and two million people flipped in the birds. <laughs> I think I think Berlusconi getting smashed in the face was more recently. Yeah, but this, this event, and I can't believe I'm saying this, may have been even happier. The good news is that each of the 33 miners who've been trapped 2,000 feet underground in Chile for 70 days have been rescued safely and returned to their rightful home of not being 2,000 feet underground. <laughs> in fact, the only way I believe this could possibly have been happier was if the miners were brought up one by one and there was a ceremonial smashing of Sylvia Berlusconi in the face <laughs> with a ceramic cathedral each time. But that's just too much happiness, Andy. The human brain cannot handle that level of undiluted delight. Well, that, I mean, that's right. That's why they had, they had to wear the, the dark glasses, isn't they? Because they've been underground for yep. uh, ten weeks without any natural light. So they had to wear dark glasses. And they also had to be shielded from uh, having a, a little cathedral to smash Sylvia Berlusconi <laughs> in the face with. Because after ten weeks... <laughs> Without even having that as an option, yeah. that could have been too much for them. Yeah. Obviously, the first question facing us as a species was, well, now this is a moment of pure joy. How can we, both collectively and individually, how can we ruin it? <laughs> and, well, you know, first, we could create a media circus at the entrance to the mine shaft, so spectacular in size and so aggressive in nature that it risks driving the miners straight back underground. <laughs> Literally, the first miner comes up in the cage, sees the hullabaloo and says... Take me back down. <laughs> Trust me, guys, this is just not worth it. <laughs> 
There's a good reason, though, why everyone got so carried away with this story. It is so infrequent now that a potentially tragic news story has an uplifting ending. Tragic events are so lazily derivative in their heartbreaking payoffs. <laughs> That's why, whenever there's something like Sully Sullenberger landing a plane on the Hudson or this mine story, we are hungry to savour it. People want to milk all the good feeling they possibly can. It's like we've become joy camels. We have to fill our happiness humps up whenever we can and then live off it for the foreseeable future as we don't know when our next chance to feel good about ourselves as a species is going to be <laughs> yeah, well, it's, a, and it's a great uh, great story for uh, the nation of Chile previously of course uh, best known for that goal Marcelo Salas scored at Wembley oh, in 1998 cracking goal what a goal what a goal that was and also is the country most likely to snap in half if you baked a biscuit in the shape of it <laughs> but it's now renowned <laughs> The world over for its capacity to rescue miners from 2,000 feet underground and provide the world with a gripping and inspiring human interest story that has given us full licence to put absolutely everything else on the back burner for a bit. <laughs> also, let's not look at this, Andy, merely as a moment that demonstrates the human will to survive against all the odds. No, let's also see this as a huge commercial opportunity. Now, you probably noticed that each of the rescued miners came up wearing sunglasses to... Yep shield their eyes from UV rays after living in complete darkness for so long. It turns out these were actually designer Oakley sunglasses at $450 a pair that were donated by Oakley, who in re return received an estimated equivalent of $41 million worth of advertising time. Now, the problem is that a profit margin like that starts to create a potentially dangerous precedent. <laughs> Don't be surprised if major clothing brands are caught in the future trying to create potential disasters to showcase their goods. All I'm saying is that if a school roof caves in, trapping 500 kids, and Reebok turn up with a truckload of shoes suspiciously quickly, you will know where to point the finger. Well, I mean, it's just, this isn't a new thing, John. I mean, uh, think back to the end of the Second World War. Mm -hmm. You know, Hiroshima. Yep. Big advertising for Hoggins mushrooms. It? <laughs> you know, it's subliminal, but a lot of people just start feeling a little bit peckish. It, al it also makes you think that the Gulf oil spill was a huge missed marketing opportunity. Yep. Those oil-covered fish, oysters and crabs should all have been wearing tiny little Kangol hats. That ecological <laughs> disaster tunity was a licence to print money. Also... Well, it was, I mean, it was, it was clearly rigged. The, the, the thing is, John, it, the rescue was rushed because there were yep. 700 metres roughly, of that 18-inch wide borehole that the lift had to come through with that little camera on top. Yeah. And by my reckoning, that could have provided space for at least 6,300 advertising logos. <laughs> if they'd only taken the time, yeah. it probably would have taken another yeah. month or so, but we waited long enough as it was to stick them all to the side of the shaft. And that is a real marketing opportunity missed. And I mean, I think in, in this day and age, that, that, is, that is probably the greatest tragedy of all. Well, furthermore, Andy, don't be surprised if Oakley sunglasses commercials have a more ominous tone in the future. <laughs> Rather than a shirtless man wearing them as a woman in a bikini looks on longingly, it'll just be a single photo of a pair of Oakley sunglasses over the text, can you be 100% sure that you won't be trapped 2,000 feet underground in the near future? <laughs> Didn't think so. That'll be $450, please. <laughs> Well, it's not other, it was an opportunity missed, John. I mean, not only from an advertising point of view, but from a prank point of view. You know, if that first miner out yes. had come out dressed as an alien or as Elvis, and his first words had been, what year is it? All I can remember is having that sandwich and falling down the loo. You're right. He's never going to have that chance again, John. Yep. He's blown it. It's never coming back. As, as each miner surfaced, each had their own response to freedom. The media's 
instant favourite was Mario Sepulveda, who was instantly christened Super Mario after he led the crowd in euphoric chants and going on to say, I'm very emotional, I'm going to have a drink, I'm going to drink a lot with my son, Francisco, which sounds great until you hear that his son Francisco is actually only six years old. (laughs) (laughs) But, But don't worry. As it turns out, Francisco can really handle his liquor. There's nothing to be worried about. Well, you've got it in the Atacama Desert, haven't you? You've got to take a pint. Super Mario also brought up a bag of rocks as souvenirs. And I wonder if anyone was expecting something that wasn't a rock from that bag. I've brought you back a souvenir. Oh, that's lovely. What is it, Mario? What the f*** do you think it is? <laughs> it's a f***ing rock. I've just spent two and a half months underground. I'm sorry, but any gift I have for you is going to be rock-based. <laughs> there was not a gift shop down there. Do you not get a little model of the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> that seems a shame. It was, of course, uh, hugely inspiring. John, it does lead to the uh, uncomfortable question. Should all future sessions of the United Nations be held in collapsed mine shafts? <laughs> all we need to do is trick the leaders of the world down a deep yep. mine with the promise of a photo shoot. And yep. you know, they just won't be able to resist that. Then you trap them in there with a little rock fault and, they spend, uh, and then spend two months digging them out. It's worth and trying. You don't just... come back out until you've sorted everything out. So we've, so we've seen how it brought these miners together. Yep. The necessity of circumstance and the human survival instinct will force the world, leads of the world to fix all our problems in one simple mind collapse. That is an eerily logical point, <laughs> Andy. Thank you for listening. Top Story will be back with another Bugle Top Story tomorrow. For details of the Bugle's voluntary subscription scheme and to make a one-off or recurring contribution to the show, go to thebuglepodcast.com and click the donate button and or click the live button for details of the live shows on our 15th anniversary Live Bugle live tour, unless you're listening to this after the 3rd of November 2022, when it ends. The tour, that is, not the Bugle. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you you must be so excited. Listen now.